0: It is Today's Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie Beers. presented by CarParts.com. You gotta check out that mobile experience. Quick, easy, parts dropped right to you, man. Simple to use. Kev, how we doing, man? You feeling good?
1: Oh, man, I'm doing great, and we got a cool topic today, for sure. I knew
0: you were going to use that line. I was like, man, you gotta <laughs> go with the cool. This is better than a Fonzie jacket, y'all. This is absolutely as cool as it gets, the best in the industry. If you don't know vintage air, then you're not cool enough for this podcast. No Seriously, doubt then the name of the game. Anybody that that has AC in a in an old school car, right, knows this company. Anybody that's considering it should know this company. Everybody that doesn't know, you're about to get well, you're about to get a lot of knowledge dropped on because we got the man behind it. But you and I both know we come from an era where you couldn't have AC and hot rods.
1: No. Uh-uh. You took it all out and you sweated your tail off, man.
0: Yeah. Oof. It's like, no. No, 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 nobody. And you guys, you kids don't understand how good you got it with these 700 plus horsepower cars and these, you know, turboed up little 2.0s that are ripping like, you know, 10 second quarter miles while you're driving to the track in school. High school, oh, you're killing,
1: man. Me. We were scraping, we were scraping for every 375, 380, 400 ponies you could possibly get. Yeah, and man, stripping out the AC just seemed like the thing to do to make you go faster.
0: It was because back then it robbed you of a significant amount of power, it was an incredible amount of weight. It was cumbersome to work on anything because the condensers were enormous, and just turning them, anybody that's you burned up the old V belt, you know. Bells before when it, when that you know, clutch would go out, it would stop and just, and just toast it. Like, we all had those those junky items on our car for a little bit. For about for me, that that was one of the first things that came off. I think probably two weeks into the car
1: ownership, and I was probably a week and a half behind most. Well, that's because we were broke too, so we, we didn't have money to fix that still. So, <laughs> yeah, once it started to tank, it was like, I'm going faster, get it out, right? yeah, But see. Me, smarty that I was, I lived in Florida. I grew up in Florida, man. It was hot, hot, hot. I had a black car. So that's how bright I was, man. Big old, you know, big old motor popping out of the hood, stripped off the AC, you know, head out, tongue out the door, sweating.
0: That's so funny. I had a tunnel room in two
1: fours. We have grown up. We have moved on and we are lovers of AC. And I tell you, man, there is zero reasons not to have any cool car. Uh, without ac you know
0: yeah especially nowadays you know the new cars you don't have to worry about it. you have the luxury of being able to have ac and all the creature comforts and you know your satellite radio your gps your stupid ac but man if you're putting all that back into a, a classic something that stands out something that is you know is about three thumbs up per mile uh in, in my hometown Uh, it it really is the way to go to get to get ac in an old school muscle car and something maybe like a street rod or an old school pickup truck or just a more efficient ac to what came in that particular era you don't say anything from an ls swap to a big block to you know across the board they got you covered in so many applications they truly are uh, just a wealth and resource for us Hot riders and Street Rod guys anybody doing a restoration you're going to find out all about them they're called Vintage Air uh, and we got the man behind it here in just a second we're going to dive back in just a minute to the Two Guys Garage podcast with the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Bird. look it up, Google him, you'll see what I'm talking about uh, I'm Willie B, we're back in the-
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It
0: is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Byrd. I am Willie Beas presented by carparts.com. If you haven't checked out their mobile experience, you're probably missing out. Everybody knows how cumbersome or goofy and just how... You know, labor intensive it is nowadays going to a parts store. You lucky if you get the right part, I'll be honest.
1: <laughs> you know, it takes time and it means you got to get in your car. You know, I can be anywhere, get on my mobile, boom, order my parts. Your make model, they're at my door. I love it, man. Easy way to shop for parts. Makes you lazy, doesn't it? It makes lazy being lazy so
0: easy. <laughs> I act, I like being lazy. Hey, it's it, all right. And there's nothing wrong with being comfortable. Some people interpret that as lazy. But honest to God, it makes such a big impact and difference. It makes cruising that old school hot rod, right? With those sweet, sweaty, vinyl, damn near imitation leather, Corinthian leather. <laughs> it makes it makes that stuff, man, tolerable. Because we've all seen it, we've all witnessed it. You may have the hottest honey dip thing in the side seat next to you, and she leaves a puddle there, just sweating. She's uncomfortable, she's not happy. Nothing about her is going to make her get back in that car.
1: No, no, girls aren't into swass. You know, no. they're not into Swiss. No. And uh, I tell you what, all you got to do is go on a cruise. Uh, you know, Hot Rod Power Tour is a great one because you got thousands of cars rolling. And typically there's so many cars that you're getting jammed up at every stop sign intersection in these small towns. So you're just sitting there. You got no wind, no, no you know, air moving through the car. And you can see all the happy people. Their windows are up. They got smiles on their face. They're rocking their tunes. They're checking their text messages, you know, and these traffic. And you see everybody else <laughs> just miserable sweating for days on end those are the guys that don't have ac they haven't figured Mm -hmm. out what we figured out a long time ago willie (laughs) you know it pays to be comfortable man and you know it used to be a lot harder in you know these older classic cars right uh you know you you had to get you know oe kind of replacement parts and You know, a lot of the systems, you know, the seals, everything just weren't kind of up to today's standards. So it doesn't matter what you have. You mentioned, you know, all the different motor combinations and vehicles. Uh, You know, they've got a kit for you, whether it's just, you know, they're sure fit and you buy. Hey, I've got a 65 Mustang. Boom. Everything goes right in there, right in the right places. And the whole bit, you just plug and play or you're building something wild, custom. You're moving things around. Uh, you know, they've got more sort of generic things with all the bits in it, and you just kind of fit where you need to go. So there's really no excuse because they've got everything covered. They being the one and only Vintage
0: Air, and we have our boy, Ryan Zwicker, on the phone. And I need an organ. I need background singers. I need a mariachi band, something. This is the chief innovation officer, y'all. <laughs> And in and, yes. and,
1: and Prince, the musician terms, formerly known as the VP of engineering, uh, he's yeah. <laughs> he's now elevated to chief innovation officer. So Ryan, awesome to see you, man, because we can see you, but everybody else can hear you. Awesome to have you on. Uh, I don't think we've got to hang since uh, Barber uh, Motorcycle Vintage Fest.
2: Yeah, so- exactly. The Vintage Motorcycle Festival,
1: yeah. Oh man, I'm telling you, the sidetrack here, for anybody that's into bikes, what a great event. You know, vintage bikes all weekend long. Bikes everywhere. Races. It's just, it's a blast.
2: It's awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, and and we had a great time out there. We yep.
1: certainly did. Yeah, our our, our uh, kind of co friend, co buddy uh, Brian Fuller, old co host on Two Guys Garage. Um, yeah, great crew of guys out there. That was that was fun for sure. Certain irony of a of an
0: AC guy being at a motorcycle festival. So right, right. Well, you know, gearheads
2: <laughs> are gearheads, and they do. Yeah, all things gear, all things gearhead, right? Hey, we're
1: not complete. We're not completing any's, You know, it's like no. Yeah. When you can, you do. When you don't, when you can't, you just go about it anyways. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> <Right>. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. Throttle, whether it comes via the foot or the hand,
0: I'm, I'm I'm all for it. Or even the thumb. Um, hey, Ryan, how did you team up? How did you make the move to to Vintage Air? Because I'm telling you, you guys. Not only are you the industry leader in bringing AC and functioning cool AC into, you know, classic muscle cars, cars and applications, platforms that people would even imagine, right? You guys you guys not only innovate, create, you're doing so many things that help all that, you know, supporting cast. Uh, I got, you know, the last sure fit kit I got from my wide body charger is going to be on display hopefully this year at, at SEMA. But now you guys are helping and assisting in so many ways. It's really become more than just the AC company, you know, which really cut your teeth on.
2: Yeah, yeah. We we uh, well, just to give you a little background on me. So so I grew up in Arlington, Texas, and I was always a gearhead up there. And you guys, when in your intro, you were talking about how you'd you know you'd take the AC off your car right away and and get it out of there because it was. You know, it was, it was, it was weight, it was horsepower and, you know, you're a hot rodder. You don't need that sissy stuff. Well, that was dumb. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: so now, so it's now uh, your friends people, check you,
2: you know, yeah. Like, so what are people doing now? They're having to go back to all those old cars we tore the air conditioners out of and put <laughs> AC back in them. But I grew up in Arlington and, and, uh, you know, all my buddies had hot rods, uh, up there and, um, and, uh. I worked at a little hot rod shop up there before I moved to San Antonio chasing my current wife. Uh, and that was in 96 and, uh, came down here, got a job at a, uh, engine machine shop and, um, uh, you know, did performance engine work, ran the dyno, you know, did, uh, the guy was doing some, uh, some, some machine shop tools and things like that. He wanted patented and I did, um, patent, patent, you know, patent applications for him, stuff like that while I was going to engineering school. And then, uh, an ad in the paper for Vintage Air. Um, I answered the paper What's in the, the paper? newspaper back. Yeah, but yeah. Obviously, we're dating ourselves here. So this is ninety eight. <laughs> ninety eight. There, the internet was there, but it was like America Online or whatever. And uh, yeah, answered the ad in the paper. Picked up a phone with a cord. A and, phone, uh, right? And, and wait, it had a cord? It had a cord? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, called Vintage Air, and is that just so you couldn't steal it? Right, exactly. Well, you know, there's there were, there were these things that had you put orders in back then too, but uh, kids these days don't even know what that is. But uh, yeah, so I, I I answered the ad, uh, came in, interviewed, got the job, and uh, I guess the rest is history. It was a good fit. So,
1: did you go in your interview with like the heavy slow car, but like the coolest? interior temperature around <laughs> was that was that you like you were an ac guy
2: from the beginning i wasn't an or did AC you guy. have
1: to did you have to warm up to it i
2: had to warm up to it but you know what right before i moved down to san antonio the last uh i had a buddy up there that i had done uh, some engine swaps for lt1s at the time like the 90 early 90s lt1s and and i had done a an engine swap in an fj40 land cruiser for the guy and he loved it so he wanted he wanted me to do a FJ-40, FJ-60 was the first one I did, FJ-40 he wanted me to do. And um, he wanted me to put an LT1 in it and put a Vintage Air. And so that was my first introduction to Vintage Air uh, two weeks before I moved to San Antonio, not knowing that a year later I'd be applying at Vintage Air and eventually get an opportunity to fix what I didn't like about that kit. So, <laughs> 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 so nice so, it. that's
1: why they kept you around all this time man you're you're handy right. but it was a
2: great kit you know it was a great kit and we sold zillions of them before i got an opportunity to make it better but um but no that's uh i started off in manufacturing engineering here and and just kind of grew up to you know kind of through the ranks pretty quickly to, to developing some product and and uh you know kind of overseeing all of the engineering manufacturing aspects of the thing and uh so so what's new man you know with this COVID pandemic and everybody actually
0: you know getting time back in the garage turning a wrench seeing projects they've left you know sort of dormant for a long time I'm certain for you guys and, and we spoke with Rick early on during the pandemic for you guys it was a you know it was a fantastic year you guys moved a lot of product Never all of a sudden everybody was like Yeah, wow, let's get back in it so I'm sure you've seen some trends some things that you know, for you guys are new. Are you uh, branching out more applications? Because, man, keeping up with just raw materials has got to be somewhat difficult knowing the challenges that are out there.
2: And it's quite a challenge. It's, uh, you know, anything from labor to, to uh, you know, raw materials to components, uh, you know, component shortages from all around the country and around the world. Um, you just, it's just a constant battle to, to keep us in parts. We, we've been very, very fortunate to have really strong demand. Um, yeah, you're right. People, people kind of got back into their garages and, and, uh, they went out to that car and decided they're going to finish it and picked up the phone and that's been great for us. And now we've, we've got to build them their systems. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, So, so we're very busy here and we've, uh, you know, we've been just busting our tails the folks out on the, on the floor that are building the systems uh, have been great. And, uh, Uh, we're we're doing everything we can to get them out the door we've got quite a few back orders, and uh um we're 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 diligently working through them as far as uh trends go um yeah i mean we're constantly developing new sure-fit kits uh just recently we released the uh, 65.6 impala uh 73 to 79 f100 and then we also got the bronco in there on that one and then um uh, getting ready to release the G-Body system. So that'll be cool. Ooh, so yeah, okay. we're getting all the G-body way up to the 80s then. Yeah. Yeah. So those G-Bodies are really coming on strong. Yeah, they uh, are. You see the price of those, the value in those cars, man? It is crazy. Yeah, it's a it's
0: a cool deal. How- the old GNs and GNXs and stuff, man. Even the cutlasses, the base models and so forth, they're starting to really pop some money. It's, it's nothing. Very few cars, the selection, I think, is much smaller during the eighties for, you know, the, the cool fact of the eighties, I don't know, man, not a lot of cars shine in the light, but there's a few of them for sure. And I think those G bodies, I think we'll see those really uh, sort of soar in value over the next number of years. It's, and it's just like, it's gotta be trucks because everything we see and everything we hear nowadays has really shifted towards trucks, a lot of LS Watts, a lot of modern drivetrains in them. And that means a lot of need for AC and all all the
2: things you guys are doing. Right. No, absolutely. Trucks are really strong for us and so we wanted to close out all the uh all the Ford trucks as well. We've got the Chevy trucks up to 87 and uh the Ford trucks now uh, up to 7 up to uh, 79. And uh yeah, and 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 they're really strong movers for sure. Uh, and like you say when they when they do the engine swaps that uh that kind of takes us into the other side of our business, which is the accessory drives, engine accessory drives. So you know, you you put the AC system on, and uh, you can't really sell an AC system if you can't mount a compressor to the engine. And so, um, so that's where the, the front runners. Let's <laughs> back, y'all. Google yeah.
1: it. It's a little tricky. A
2: little tricky. Yeah, he's not lying. <laughs> so that's where the front runners came out. Is is you know, we always needed to do, uh, we needed to mount compressors and. You know, all these years there just weren't really good solutions for compressor mounting that was a you know kind of a check the box all in one. But so look, th- this is this is something I want to get into because this is one of the biggest,
0: at least for me as a consumer of your product. You know, I first stumbled on you guys in the back of a you know 82 baronet Camaro that I, I bought for hardly anything at a state sale, and it was like a universal kit from you guys. And I was like, Wow, this is extra. So um I really became a fan of you guys. I've used you on, on several cars. Um, this is something you guys have absolutely created that is such an answer uh, to so many problems out there. it is it is truly just it's it's fantastic the way you put it together where well, you can do everything from modern to old school. Let's take a break. We're going to come back talk more about the front-runner systems you guys are now producing there. They're outstanding, you guys. You're going to love this. All right, so break. We're back to the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird I am Willie B. We're back in just a minute. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. Check out that mobile experience. Seriously, honestly, guys. I promise you, you're going to find it really easy to navigate, it's intuitive, and it gets the parts you need, you want, with money to save, all right? CarParts.com. You know, I'm stuck have Ryan Zwicker on. You Anytime you see Ryan moving forward, make sure you call him the Chief Innovation Officer. He loves that.
2: Thanks a lot, Ryan. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, he, that's his new title, man. I, I want to see that on the door when I show up, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, well, look, man, you, you mentioned front runners before the break and these systems you guys they're unbelievable they truly become such a a helpful way to make the the front of your engine all your drivetrain all your accessories they bring it all together and tie it in a way that looks
1: like custom they they answer all your prayers if you've ever ever tried to chase a junkyard to get random brackets for any old, especially old engines, right? For alternator and power steering oh, and this and that. Oh, I just thought about it. Yeah.
0: Ryan, right. I got, I got a name. Y'all could call him. You're the panacea of pulleys. You're hired. Oh
2: my God. <laughs> there you go. There the you go.
0: Panacea of pulleys. You can have that, bro. Take that. You should run with that. <laughs> exactly. I'll wear a t-shirt. You're
1: the, you're the new chief innovation marketing <laughs> executive there, Willie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's serious. I mean, this is a you know a, a complete front-end kit. And not only does it answer all your, your bracketry needs, uh, but you can modernize. So you're going from, especially in the older engines, you're going from V-belt to serpentine belt, super clean. Uh, you're not getting the chirpy belts, the slipping belts. And man, they got that thing compact and it looks damn sweet. I mean, you roll up, when you walk up to any engine and you go, that looks good. It's probably got a front runner on it. It really cleans up the kind of you know cheap bracketry looking stuff of of the old engines and even the newer engines.
0: Hey, look, man, you could be a a, a very hard leaning religious person. You see a front runner set up, it might make you curse. It's uh, mm-hmm. it, it really does. Most of us, Damn. it makes us exactly. It it makes us drop a word or six. It's like, oh, it is a it is a really clean, gorgeous looking system. And and you know one of that. It's one of those things that when you see, especially LSs or old school cars, you know, that is a a finishing and sort of a look and fit and finish that, man, it it just elevates the car another level to me. Factory looks great if they're clean and, you know, they're the old cash pulleys. Sure, that looks fantastic. Um, I'd give it a point. But when you pop the hood and you see something like this, it's all just, I mean, it really is magnificent the way they've shooting together the belts and everything tied and balanced. And it, doesn't, it doesn't squeak, chirp. It really does elevate the build to the next level. It's uh, highly recommended on this side of the fence, for
1: sure. Yeah, so if you if you got, you know, any vehicle and engine combo, right? Because now we're swapping like crazy. It, it's insane, you know? Like, we have no brand loyalty. Well, some. But we're throwing <laughs> LSs and everything. We're True. throwing newer stuff and older stuff. And you think, man, how do I connect between, a you know, a 65 truck and this you know uh, ls engine uh these guys can walk you through so you can get everything you need you know that fits your truck uh whether it's the sure fit whether it's you know the more generic kits that got everything you need uh and then how to connect to the compressor and and drive the thing and you know they've got all the bracketry there like we talked about right the front runner kit now you have uh how new is it has it been around a while your cast version you've had billet ones forever
2: the cast the, the cast version is brand new so so um uh, we we started the front runner Oh, geez, probably f- over 15 years ago. The first one was a small block Chevy. Then we did the big block Chevy. Uh, then we did the small block Ford. We were talking about that earlier. The uh, the forged um, forged bracket for the small block Ford. Uh, then we did the LS um, Gen 3 and 4 GM small blocks, and then uh, Coyote, and then the latest one we we're doing. We were going to do Gen 5 the the LT uh, Gen 5 uh, LT GM engines. And when we did it, we did both the Gen 5 and the Gen 4. So we've got a version of this cast front runner for LT1 uh, and uh, also the the Gen 5 truck engines and um, LS. So what it does, uh, the cast one, um, it takes what we did with the LS front runner and makes it even more compact and solves some of the issues that uh we couldn't solve because the 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 billet one with the uh, original water pump original style water pump um you know the water you you were stuck with what water pump the engine came with once we cast our own we were able to do some things to make it fit even better so
1: yours is even more compact than the factory yeah yeah or more compact than your original one
2: both so 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 for instance uh on an lt1 the throttle body, like on the Corvette and Camaro LT1s, the throttle body kind of points down. And so, so uh, it ends up getting into the pump. Well, we lowered the pump. So we we use a smaller ATI damper, and we lowered the pump about an inch. So now the throttle body can clear the pump. So your, your intake pipe that you're coming up towards the, the radiator with will clear. We also, like a, a lot of cars, your your upper control arm mounts or over there where the, where the uh, heater fittings are and the, and the thermostat housing. We pull that in and down an inch. So like uh, third gen vets, those fittings are right into your, your control arms uh, on the, on the access, like on LS engines. Well, this is in and down an inch. And also it's got bottom feeds and side feeds. So you can, you can plumb either way. Oh, slick. Yeah. And, and on top of that, we did, uh, we developed our own block fitting. So you can use either MPT fittings for your heater lines, or you can use a block fitting and you can use the number 10 AC lines, you can use uh, AN lines, you can brace fittings to them. So you can do about anything at that point um, for your for your heater plumbing. Pretty, pretty slick setup. Of course, it's got the 170 amp alternator on it. Um, Man, where was this like eight or nine years ago when
1: I was trying to package my LS in a Tiny little BMW M3, yeah, yeah, God, yeah. oh, because awesome. I, I I really wanted to go with your, you know, your uh, front end kit, uh, but your your older one, right? It was just a little longer, and man, I was fighting for every like fraction of an inch, you know, up yeah. to uh, my radiator and fans and whatnot. So I ended up just making
2: next car so tight. What did you do for fans on that car? Uh,
1: so I've got dual spals, uh, so I could get the water pump right. Kind of nestled between. Right. Between yeah. Them. And mm-hmm. man, it's, yeah you can't get your fingers down in there. It's tight. Yeah. And I had to do, I had to make my own bracketry for the AC because I had to, you know, tuck that up in there nice and tight because it was sitting on, you know, subframes and whatnot. Um, sure. So I kept everything else stock, but now they probably make a whole kit for it. That's what I'm saying,
2: man. <laughs> Where were you? <ya? laughs> <laughs> I love that car. I love that Speedbird car too, man. That was a fun That was a fun, that was a fun, fun ride. ride. Right. Um, I got a I got a question about
0: about what you guys do. So, you know, I never thought this would happen until it just happened to me recently. I'm restoring a there's a Denver police officer, he's a veteran, but he's fighting stage for cancer. So I'm um, um me and a couple of friends are are building this Chevelle for him. And I, I got this LS3. The LS3 has condenser on it, um, but nothing else really for an AC. So it made me think of this and this Chevelle, is that something that you guys would recommend it you just replace the whole system get a new condenser or anything like that do do you ever you ever have people call up and say i got piece a and b can i get the other you know two or three an evaporator this
2: or that whatever to to make the system work like it should do do you do that type thing we get those calls all the time and and we we do our best to stare steer folks away from it uh mainly because um you don't know the history of all those parts. So when they, when they blew that car apart, usually they didn't cap all the lines and the fittings. And so you can have trash in them. You don't know if the compressor had failed. You don't know if they poured the oil out of the compressor and so on. Um, uh, in addition to the compressors on a lot of those engines are variable displacement compressors, which aren't compatible with uh, most systems that aren't designed around that compressor. Um, so we try and steer people away from it. It's not because we want to sell you more stuff. It's because you're going to invest regardless, right. in, you know, so, you know in, in the system. And if you have, you, you know, you, you save a couple hundred bucks by reusing the compressor. If that compressor fails, it's going to take out the whole system and you're going to start from scratch because right. uh, it'll run trash through the whole system. And, um, you, you know, you just don't know the history of those parts.
0: Sure. Anybody that's done anything a la carte knows it's, it tends to add up when it's all said and done to be more than just the kit would have been. Uh, I was just curious how often you get those calls. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't really privy to it until it recently happened to me in that car. And I was like, you know what? I, wondered, yeah. I wonder what if that happens a lot? If there's a,
2: yeah you know, that's probably a pretty I don't know, common thing for people to get or, or for you guys to answer it's real common. And, and, uh, you know, and I don't blame people. I mean, you know, you you spend so much money on these cars everywhere you can save a nickel, uh, you know, it adds up. Yeah, but the the true value is that kit, you guys, when when they go through all the the research,
0: when they say it's a sure fit kit, trust me, man, I've I've seen some of these things, uh, you know, that are, uh, uh, you know, bad imitations, and there's nothing quite like a vintage air kit. And you'll see that, understand it once you you know you're seeing the hoses for example if you get No,
1: they're not calling it a maybe fit kit. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's sure to fit, a kind of fit kit. You know?
0: It's a kind of fit.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into them we do a lot of research and you know, we've got cars out here. We uh, depending on the car, uh depending on the model like your Charger for instance. We had when we did the Chargers, uh we had uh I think we brought in about six different um versions of that car, all the different uh trim packages and all of that to make sure that we, that we could hit all of the different versions uh, that that car was, was available in. Um, we do the research up ahead before we even bring the cars in to find out what engine options were available, what trim and like, like dashes, like gauge clusters and those sorts of things that might, that might change how the control panel fits or how the, the louvers are going to mount, how the core support might be, different radiators, whether it's a six-cylinder or a big motor or whatever, the uh, core support's changed and then the, the bumpers change. And so we do all that research, uh, up front, figure out what cars we need to bring in to have an example of them and make sure, for instance, uh, the condenser fit, the condenser kit will fit, um, all the different versions of, of front ends, bumpers, um, you know, Camaros with hidden headlights or, or, uh, or MOPARs with the hideaway headlights and those mechanisms that want to get into the condenser. You've got to, you gotta yeah. have an example of that thing and make sure it's gonna work in all of them.
1: Well, hey, I got a question. Uh, you know, on on fans, I saw on your website you've got some mega fans, mega fans. Yeah, exactly. Talk, talk to us about some of those, because uh, you know, even folks out there that aren't gonna, let's say, you know, build a new AC system or they're not building their car, but man, they're struggling with just underhood temps, getting cold air. You know, some of these fan upgrades can be a huge. You know, lifesaver for folks, you know.
0: I gotta I gotta do a callback memory. Bird will remember us leaving SEMA the first night they did, first time they did Ignite. Oh, yeah. and they didn't have any crowd control. And man, here's SEMA. The floodgates open, you drive from SEMA to this big event, you know, a few miles down the road, but everybody flooded out of SEMA into the strip. And it was just dude, it was just massive car backed up, you know, bumper to bumper for miles. And all these hot rods and classic cars are in there, and they're just popping off left and right. They're just all overheating. It was, dude, it was perfect storm scenario for all these cars that didn't have a good fan combination. And there
2: were a lot of them. You remember that, Bird? Oh, man. Yeah. You <laughs> I was there, too. And, and and I know exactly what you're talking oh. about. And, and when you were talking earlier about the, you know, the, the cruisers, where you get stuck up, you know, you get stopped up in a, in a city and you're – going through uh, stoplights and stuff like that. And you're sitting there idling for extended periods of time. And yeah, you overheat. You know, you that's one of the most common things we wrestle with is folks that don't have a sufficient uh, cooling system. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're, they have a car that overheated before unless they're up on the highway. And then they add AC and the next call you get is, hey, my car's overheating. Worse, well, yeah, you added more heat load, you added more restriction in front of the radiator. It's part of the deal. You've got to upgrade the cooling system as well, and that's where these these fans come into play. Uh, whether or not you have AC, this is this is a primary cooling fan for your engine, but it'll it'll kill two birds with one stone. So yeah, we got these 850 watt brushless fans. They're they're just brutes. Uh, they're 19 inch diameter, um, and they're gonna if anything's going to cool your car these fans are going to do it and so we're we're basically building what you could consider a sure-fit kit for the for the fan packages too so we've got them for we've got them for the tri-five chevys we just we just released 64 to 67 chevelle we just released 73 to 87 chevy trucks the square bodies and uh at the same time 66 67 um bronco uh and 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 f100s hey i got a
0: I got a '69 charger that will accept your challenge. I'm just saying, I'll, I'll be on the phone too. We'll be able to put one on <laughs> it. That's not a problem. Trust me with that. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> so for 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 a lot of guys, they're used to seeing uh, fans and CFM. So how do you correlate between you know watts and CFM? Like, you know, what is sort of the way to to monitor and meter and
2: measure what kind of quality fan you're getting? Yeah, that's uh, that's. That's the hardest thing to do when you go into a you go into a catalog or you go into uh, you know someone's ads. Everybody is, is throwing out these huge numbers thirty five hundred cfm, four thousand cfm. If we say this fan does five thousand cfm, the next guy i will say theirs does six, and um, yep, and there's <laughs> seven minute. Ads. Yeah, and it's very very difficult uh, for for anyone in the field to to prove it one way or another because it, it takes you know complex system to measure the flow. And
1: at different restrictions too, right? You can do some flow rate with no restriction. Then you put it in front of a radiator it falls on its face. So
2: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, it, it, it the fan has the flow curve. And so, yeah, you have to rate it at some back pressure. It's kind of like, you know, I don't know, compared to like a, a turbo map or something like that. It's, it's yeah, they'll say 3,500 CFM, but that's 35 CFM just blowing out into free air. You put it on a radiator, it may fall down to 1,000 or 900 CFM um best way to judge a fan's capacity to do work is how much motor it has on it because really that's what's doing the work
1: horsepower there we go that's the way i like to rate everything man
2: so you know you know i'll have a guy call me up and tell me hey i've got the you know i'm trying to troubleshoot a, a system for a guy and he's having overheating problems or his AC's not working well or whatever and i can tell he's got high head pressures and, and so I said, well, what fan package do you have? Well, I've got the, you know, the 4000 CFM dual blah, blah, blah fans. And uh, I said, well, send me a picture of those fans. I want to take a look. And, and this is a true story. So he sends me a photo of these two fans. And they have a little gold sticker down on the, the motor that I can read in his photo. And uh, it's, uh, it's like 150 watt fan. So he's got 250 watt fans on this thing. So he's got 300 watts total um, trying to cool his engine. Um, it's just not enough. Uh, those dual spalls that you have on, on your speedbird, So that's, a uh, that's 35 amps is what those things draw. That's a serious fan, pair of serious fans. That's, you know, I'll ask people, you know, what's the amp draw on these fans or what wattage are these fans? That that's what tells the story. Um, and if you're not, you know, 500 ish Watts, um it's not it's not the real deal so and how many is
0: your brute how many what's uh what's the rating on your the one you're referring to as the brute 850.
2: 850 850 850 watts oh yeah
1: yeah it's like three times the fan yeah power that that guy was running it's a, it's a brute yeah.
2: it, and not only that it's a brushless so it runs more efficiently than a brushed fan so that 850 watts is doing even more work than a brushed 850 would um plus it's got an excellent blade design uh, we shroud it uh we got a real nice mount for it we uh we have an injection molded it it's it's such a it's such a brute of a motor we injection molded a shroud
0: right hey, ryan hang on my my sixty nine charger just texted me it said. I run 850s, <laughs> so um, yeah, it can drive to the track. So yeah, um, just saying, it's any time. It's, uh, it's, well, if you want to idle it in the
2: staging lanes, you're going to need one of these. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where do people find you
0: socially? How do people find out more about what Vintage Air is doing, making, and how they're helping us out? Because you guys have a lot of resourceful, knowledgeable forums and, and things that people can go there and resource to help them, you know, fight problems?
2: Absolutely. Well, you can go to our website, vintageair.com. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. We've got a YouTube channel. We've got a lot of uh, really great uh, installation videos that we've been producing on our YouTube channel and also some troubleshooting uh, videos. Those are excellent. Uh, we try and attend all the big shows so we can have a presence out there. Um, obviously, we go to SEMA and we go to the good guy shows and try and do a lot of local shows as well. Um, but yeah, when you see us come by, say hi, we, we love to talk to, to the folks and, uh, and we're here to help. I mean, we're, we're car guys too. That first and foremost, we're car guys and and we're just fortunate to be in this industry and, and have a job that we do what we love. So. I'm telling you, all those
0: resources will, will be a big resource for you, your build, uh, and any questions concerns you may have in it. They're they're great like that. Hey, make sure you check out our show. It'd be on the Motor Chin Network. Check your local listing, throw a fit if you can't find it. You can also stream us Motor Chin on Demand. It's a great way to find us. Uh, and thanks to my man, Kevin Bird, I am Willie B, our guest Ryan's wicker, our producer Scoop, and executive producer Bob Ecker.
1: That's right. And don't forget to check out our website too, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us. We're on social. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Guys Garage. And of course, it's Two Guys Garage Podcast. It's copyrighted 2021, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Listen, share, but don't steal it. Hey, Ryan,
0: man, it's been awesome, dude. <laughs> I, uh, I wish we had more time. Uh, you guys are great. We love uh, just everything you guys are doing. It's an honor to talk to you. You know, get, we got to get you on the show one day and uh, show to our audience what you guys are doing. It really is next level great stuff.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Good to see you again, man. Yeah, right,
0: man. Dude, hit him with the
1: stay cool line, Bird. Hit him with the stay cool line. stay cool, brother. Stay cool. Yeah. See you on
0: the next Two Guys Garage podcast. See
1: you. See you guys. Two Guys Garage podcast is produced by Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.